0: Lakers fans, welcome to another episode of the Late Late Show podcast. I'm your host Matt from Lakers Fan Club UK, covering your Los Angeles Lakers from the United Kingdom via Paris. I'm going solo for this episode. It has been quite a while since I have recorded an episode and I do apologise about that. There has been a lot going on. It's been about a week and a half since the last episode and the last win that we, well, last game that we covered, which was a win, was Antony Davis's return to New Orleans. Um, so it has been about a, a week and a half. There's been a site restructure over at LakersFanClubUK.com. That took a lot of time, uh, work commitments as well. I've been ill, which hasn't helped. Uh, I do apologise, my voice is still feeling, it was still sounding a little bit croaky, now it is still feeling like that. So I do apologise about the sound of my voice, but... I was quite desperate to get another episode out there as quick as possible. And I found some time now to, uh, to to go through all that's been going on since the last episode, which is quite a lot. Like I said, the last game that we covered on the pod was Anthony Davis's uh, return to New Orleans, which resulted in, in a win. In the time since then, um, a lot's happened. The Lakers have lost. They've had some very impressive wins on the road. This episode will be more of a recap episode. I hope to get some guests on moving forward as we get back into the groove of things, but I was just quite keen to get an episode out there and go through and recap everything that's that's happened since the last episode, which has been a bit longer than I wanted it to be. So, you know, I won't waffle on too much. I'll just jump straight into it. So Frank Vogel was named the NBA Western Conference uh, Coach of the Month for games played in October and November earlier this week. Uh, He led the franchise to a 17-2 start to the season in that time, which was tying the team's best 19 game start in franchise history. To close November, the Lakers did hit a 10-game win streak. Um, you know, obviously the, the team has been very impressive um under Vogel. Many people had a lot of doubts when he was hired. He wasn't their first choice. He's very much kind of a backup rebound option, so to speak. Um but he's been it's been been very good so far i've been very impressed with his rotations and you know the way he's been able to uh, keep the roster together even when there has been a few injuries where he's had to chop and change things so you know we've been very impressed with him so far and it's uh, incredible that he he um he got recognition for that so so congratulations to him he is actually the first Lakers coach to earn the honor since mike d'antoni in april 2013 um in terms of games um Shortly after um, we recorded the last podcast episode, uh, the Lakers uh, played the Washington Wizards and that resulted in a blowout 1-2-5 to one zero three win. 3 um, win. There's not really much to go over with that, so we're just going to fast forward on to the games it did feature after that, which uh, there was a few talking points. There was quite a few interesting games. So on December the 1st, we were in with a nice treat. It was a lovely early European friendly tip off, and guess what happened? The Lakers lost. Their only, well, their third loss of the season. Only the third loss of the season. Um, it is typical whenever there's an early European friendly tip off, it, it tends to happen. The team tend to not play very well, and it is quite often that uh, they will, uh, you know, pick up a loss when. Um, you know, time for as European folk to to enjoy themselves and sit down and watch a Lakers game without having to you know be up at three four a.m. in the morning watching games. Um, but it was what it was. The team were on a uh, ten game winning streak, so you kind of had a bit of a feeling that a loss was coming. That there was a bit of a blip coming um so like i said it, the loss did come against the dallas mavericks a very good team it was 114 to 100 yeah, dallas are just a bad matchup for the lakers i think um going into the game i kind of had my doubts dallas had the best offense uh in the nba uh the lakers would do a loss a loss sorry riding a 10 game win streak like i just said uh, Luka donkic is obviously playing at such a high high level he's He's a real talent. Um, He's really developing into a star in this league, isn't he? Um, You know, he's playing at such a high level. At the moment, as we're recording this, he is averaging a near 30 point triple double. Um, It's just incredible what he's doing over there. And still, I believe he's still 20 years old in and around. So, um, you know, it's incredible what he's doing at that age. Um, But the the Dallas are for real. Like I said, it's not a good matchup for the Lakers, and it wasn't when we played them. you know when we played them at their place and it went into overtime um a short time ago they they, they, they are for real um you know there were doubts going into the season uh, but you know they've proved that they compete on any night against anyone That that's for sure and um, they've carried on that form since beating the lakers actually and they currently sit sit 15 and 6 which is actually second in the west at the time of recording so uh, there's no shame in losing to them. We picked up a win in their building. They picked up a win in our building. And we just move on from it. Um, and then after that, a road trip of Denver, Utah and Portland awaited. It's a sequence of games that I personally have been dreading since the schedule got released. Um, I think a lot of people have been too. And even after our fast start, to the season it, it did worry me that those runs of tough games and and you know could it be what derailed the season maybe derail isn't the right word but maybe what knocks us back into reality after such a fast start and um, maybe a few losses add up that was kind of my thought process going in well the Lakers went 3-0 and of course they went 3-0 um there's not many words that I can describe. Um, yeah. um, I would say that I'm surprised, but I'm not because we're getting accustomed to just, well, as European-based fans waking up and you know following the results and watching the games and, and the team winning. But after all them poor years, it's gonna take a bit more than a couple of months of winning to kind of get us back in the groove, get us back to used to, get us back to being used to winning, if you know what I mean. So um they went three 0 zero in in them games against some very, very strong Western teams. Um with the first one, which was on Wednesday morning for us European folk, it was against the Denver Nuggets. Um and the Lakers won 105 to 96. the Lakers held Denver to just 40% shooting from the field and 20% from three. They were really locked in on defence. They really did look good. And they were relatively in control throughout uh, against a team that was tipped to be the best in the West going into the season. They have had their struggles, um, especially with uh, Jokic. He really isn't looking great at the moment. He isn't looking in great shape. He's not playing great. Um, but they've had a little bit of a mini-revival lately. And they're still a very solid team, and they will be for the remainder of the season. So it was going to be a tough game, especially on, on their court. Um, but the Lakers kept... Hams length from the nuggets throughout throughout the game it was a one point game with two minutes to go but the lakers did close out the win ad's defense uh, down the stretch was was clutch it was locked down um it was it was crazy to see some of them defensive possessions and um, he really did did win the game for us there and it is great to see him flourishing on that end of the ball uh, not just yeah obviously everyone talks about the offensive side of the, of the game and Someone doesn't play offensively; that they've had like such a poor game. But you know, defensive defensive efforts are just as important, and for AD to be doing it on the offensive and defensive end is just incredible, and it's really noteworthy of of his talent and the level that he's playing at at the moment. And he really will be up if he carries on at this level for defensive player of the year honors. That, that, that will be a certainty. And um, the Lakers did out rebound Denver sixty eight forty two. Including fourteen offensive rebounds for the purple and gold, um, it could have been a little bit more comfortable if the Lakers sought their free throws. They were twenty and thirty, um. But overall, uh, there's no complaints. The last time the Lakers won in Denver was December twenty fifteen, so um, you know, it really is. It shows that times are changing now, and the Lakers can go to places like Denver and and get relatively comfortable wins as they are clearly back in title contention and. And, you know, looking to maintain their position at the top of the NBA now. Um, With uh, AD, going back to AD, he did finish with 25 points, 10 rebounds on 9 and 18 shooting. Um, So a a very good stat line there. LeBron also had 25 points. Uh, He had six rebounds and nine assists on 9 and 18 shooting also. Um, AD and LeBron James uh, represented 45% of the Lakers scoring and also impressively with Anthony Davis he did all of that along with those defensive efforts I was just speaking about having flu-like symptoms so it was a flu game for him so that was the first night of a back-to-back as well so going into the second night of the back-to-back the Lakers had to fly over to Utah to play the Jazz Um, they were without Mike Conley in this one and they haven't necessarily been playing well this season but you know, in their building it's a tough game, uh, especially on the second night of the back-to-back. Load management does start lingering on your mind, and um, you know I was kind of thinking whether it would be a scheduled loss. It, it could have very well have been, and I wouldn't have really complained if, if that was the case. This was on Thursday morning, with the um, game against Denver being on Wednesday morning. Anyway, the Lakers went to Utah and they won one twenty one to ninety six. It was easy. Um, I don't think there's really much more to say about that. Um, prior to the game, even though the Jazz haven't been playing well necessarily, all of their efforts, um, sorry, all, all their losses have, have come for away from home and their efforts at, at home have been very solid. You know, they've only lost one game at home all season prior to playing the Lakers. And much like the Denver win, it was the first time the Lakers had won in Utah since 2015 and it was LeBron's first win, in Utah since 2010. So, you know, it is a difficult place to win. They very much do keep it as a fortress and they are a very solid team. And they will be moving forward, but the Lakers made it look easy and it really is representative of the high level that the Lakers are playing at the moment. Um, the Lakers had a 34 point first quarter. Uh, there was a 10 point 31 21 swing for the Purple and Gold in the second, which very much set the precedent. Or a blowout win early on. Uh, the Lakers just went in cruise control from there. LeBron and AD featured in twenty nine and twenty six minutes respectively. Like I said before, load management did linger on my mind, and that is how you load manage, isn't it? It's not sitting out for four games in in Kawhi Leonard. It's getting the games won whilst you can, and then sitting when the efforts have been put in to to gain the win. Um in LeBron's uh, 29 minutes, he had 20 points, four rebounds, 12 assists. He didn't shoot relatively well, he was nine and 21. Um, But AD was on fire in the 26 minutes that he played. It was nine and 11 from the field, he couldn't really miss. Eight and nine from the free throw line, uh, 26 points, six rebounds, three blocks. Um, but one person I did want to uh, give a brief mention to was Rajon Rondo. He has been playing very well at the moment and he did produce in, in this one uratari showing his importance to the team at the moment despite so much criticism um he did have a near triple double which i believe would have been his second potentially if he did get it um in 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 a lakers uniform but he he just fell short he had 14 points nine rebounds 12 assists two steals also he was plus 25 and plus minus a really impressive performance from As a team, the Lakers shot 51.1% from the field and a staggering 48.3% from three. There's not much stopping them when they're playing like that. Even with the Jazz shooting um, 45% from three, the Lakers did hold them to 41% from the field as a whole. In the Denver game, I was speaking about out-rebounding them. Uh, The Jazz do feature Rudy Gobert, don't they? Um, You know, who who is um, arguably... You know, one of the best defensive bigs in the game. There's no, there's no doubt in that. Um, and the Lakers rebounded uh, out rebounded the Jazz by six and out-blocked them twelve to three. You know, incredible effort on defense. And I think the identity of this Lakers team has been that defense does win games, and that's been the story of of this of the entire season. And that was the story yet again in in this game. And. You know, along with the scorching offence, when they can get that going, they are relatively unstoppable. Um, well, not relatively, they are unstoppable. Um, so it's really good to see them, you know, firing on all cylinders offensively as well. So they scored 121 points in this game. And then on Saturday morning, a few nights later, they went and dropped 136 points in in Portland, which was a very, very impressive win. Uh, they played the Trailblazers, obviously, and they won one 3 to 1. 13 and um, that was back to back blowout wins on the road um, from watching the game I thought McGee looked relatively strong early on and I think he does deserve a mention he's been productive in his minutes lately uh, yes he can make boneheaded decisions sometimes but he's a two shift player at the moment he plays early in the first and early in the second halves um, obviously the first and the third quarters I'm referring to but he does produce in his minutes. He is only averaging 15 minutes per game, down from 22 minutes from last season. But Obviously, that comes with the likes of Howard being on the team. You know, AD, who can play the 5-2, a capable big-man rotation. Um, but, you know, he's been a nuisance in the paint. He's rebounding, he's put that dunk. He's he's, he's doing relatively well in, in in his time on the court, so, so props to him there. And um, against the uh, Trailblazers, Kuzma played well as well. He had 15.6 rebounds. He was three and six from three. Um, you know, that isn't like the most staggering um, stat line, but actually when I was looking into his stats a little bit more, in the last 10 games, he has been shooting at a 41.9% clip from three, which is very, very good. A lot has been said about his struggles and a lot worse said about his struggles from three last season which have all been understandable, but he's producing, you know, according to the stats he is producing. Um, you know, he does make some bad decisions and it'd be nice to see them being ironed out in terms of his decision making. Um, you know, in terms of shots, it's been a bit questionable, but it's nice to see his three point shot coming along. You know, it's something which we did recognize with uh, team USA, um, in the summer and he's been working with lethal shooter. So it's nice to see, see that, that coming along. Um, he isn't going to average thirty points per night, is he? But when sixty, sometimes seventy, points of 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 um of the Lakers is coming from LeBron James and Anthony Davis. You know, it's quite hardy. is very much. Sometimes he isn't the third option, is he? When when you know they play through the bigs, uh, maybe uh, Dwight Howard will be getting a lot of the ball in the paint, um, or McGee or AD when he's slipping to the five or. Sometimes KCP's um got quite hot, and um, you know when it isn't him, it might be like a Try Daniel, Sedani Green, you know. There's a lot of you know. There's a lot of the ball to share if that makes sense. There's a lot of players that are looking to get touches of the ball, so, you know, Kuzma was putting up incredible numbers when he was like the sole scorer, or when he was the second option alongside LeBron. But you know, fifteen points, I'm pretty happy with that if he can put that up with 40% shooting from three uh, throughout the season. I'd be pretty much happy with that. Um, they, one thing which was uh, quite representative of the Utah win was their ability to get out to a fast start of the Lakers. And they did that as well in Portland. They had um, 39 points in the first quarter, which was the highest quarter of the season. Um, they also backed that up with thirty eight in the second too, which included a fifteen and zero run, which very much set the tone, especially when you seventy seven, well especially when you've recorded seventy seven points at the half, you know it does really set the tone for a blowout win. Um, Anthony Davis thirty nine points in three quarters and then he sat out the rest. Uh, load management, eh? Um, But the team were lights out shooting as a whole. They were 47.2% from three, 54.1% from the field as a whole. They really put Portland to the sword. Um, Rondo hit some three-pointers, and I think he is deserving of another mention. He only had six points in 15 minutes, but these were uh, two three-pointers in terms of how the points were recorded. And I would like to mention that in his last three games, he is two and two from range against Denver, two and three against Utah, two and two against Portland. He is actually shooting 52% from three-point range on the season. We needed that from him going into the season, not necessarily at a 52% clip, but we would have been happy with a 35% clip, wouldn't we? So he's he is playing at an incredible level in that facet of his game and he's really well improved. Whether that carries on throughout the season, you know, we'll kind of see, but... I did mention that he only played 15 minutes if he did catch him onto that. Unfortunately, he did pick up a hamstring injury. Um, Rondo said that he simply felt a strain. It hasn't been diagnosed at the time of me recording this, but he may miss game time. Hopefully not too much. Um, So, yeah, keep an eye out for that. Uh, AD obviously did drop 39 points. Uh, LeBron dropped uh, 31. They combined for 70 points. When that happens, there's not much opponents can do. Playing at such a high level and both of them performing, staying healthy is obviously key to the Lakers' success this season. And that was very much the story of the game against uh, the Blazers. Just completely put them to the sword, swept them aside. And the Lakers were 3-0 in the dreaded, may I say, in in, inverted commas, uh, road trip, um, Denver, Utah, and Portland. Hey guys, I'm just going to let you know how you can save money with Fanatics UK and the NBA Star Yola. Lakers Fanclub UK are proud affiliate partners of both websites where you can enter the promo code Lakers UK10 at checkout to receive 10% off your order. This is not restricted to Lakers gear only, the promo code works site wide for both. On the Fanatics UK site, they have a wide range of NBA, MLB, NFL, NHL and soccer slash football merchandise. NBA Store Europe hosts a wide selection of official NBA gear. One thing that you have to do, though, to activate the discount is to access each website through the links provided on the Lakers Fan Club UK website. This is www.lakersfanclubuk.com forward slash partners. So that's www.lakersfanclubuk.com forward slash partners. So, if you enter the Fanatics UK and/or the NBA Star Europe website through the links provided on the Lakers Fan Club UK website, and enter the promotional code Lakers UK10 at checkout, you will get a 10% discount. That's Lakers UK10, all one word in capitals, and that will enable the discount. Promotional code can be used more than once. So do store it and it will save you money when you purchase through Fanatics UK and the official NBA store, Europe. A lot has been said on the strength of the schedule for the Lakers in the media and throughout different fan bases. Um, Well, you know, they beat the Nuggets and the Jazz on a back-to-back on the road with relative ease. And then they blew out Portland in their backyard straight after two. They're not easy places to win. Yes, they're not all playing incredible, but, you know, they are very statement wins. You know, that should shut the haters up. When I was looking into it a little bit more, trying to build a little bit of a case for, you know, the Lakers and how they perform at the moment, they have actually won 11 straight road games now. Um, You don't do that by accident, do you? And... Most of all, the most impressive, sorry, is what I'm trying to say, facet of that 11 straight road wins is that 10 have been against teams from the Western Conference, you know, the dreaded Western Conference, Um, with the only exception being um, the Chicago Bulls. Like I said to you, that doesn't happen by accident. The beauty of the NBA for me, and one reason why I got into it, is that results can be unpredictable. Bad teams can beat good teams. You know, it's not just good teams blowing out bad teams every single night. You know, heck, the Lakers in the tanking years used to beat the Golden State Warriors pretty much every single year, didn't they? It became practically an annual occasion. Um, And that was when the Golden State Warriors had this super team. You know, the Clippers lost to the Suns, uh, San Antonio and the Pelicans this season, all of which are, you know, below 500. Philly recently lost to the Wizards a few days ago, if you want to bring an example from you know, most recently, you know, you can only beat who's in front of you, and you don't win 10 straight road games by accident, and you don't sit 20 and three on the season by accident, you know, the criticism is ridiculous, and I think the Lakers have very much shut the haters up now by beating the Nuggets, the Jazz, and Portland in back-to-back games on the road, Um, the 11 straight wins on the road is the franchise's longest streak since the 1972-1973 season in the, in that facet. The team currently sit 5th in offensive rating in the NBA with 111.8 and 3rd in defensive rating with 102.8. You know, they really are starting to fire on all cylinders now and the best part is that it still feels like there's room to grow. feels like there's room to grow further. The Lakers are for real. No one can deny that. They are setting the tempo of the whole of the NBA at the moment, along with the Milwaukee Bucks, and all of this he's been doing is being currently done without Avery Bradley as well, who looks like he could return at the back end of next week, which would be a huge plus, especially if Rondo does miss game time. But hopefully Rondo does, and and we can incorporate a you know fully healthy roster. You know we can start to incorporate it back together, and you know we can just carry on this incredible streak. So you know. I'm going to pretty much round up the podcast here because I don't want to waffle on for, for too much longer. It is pretty much a roundup. So the Lakers currently sit 20-3. Um, We've gone through all of their incredible wins. They are performing at such a high level, and long may it continue. I mean, for me, it's really refreshing to see the team performing at this level. I mean, when we went through them difficult years and tanking years, I kind of was doubtful whether we would see this again, and when LeBron came last year and then things didn't really work out, I kind of was thinking whether, at what cost would it come? But, you know, the team is, it's got that talent there with obviously AD and LeBron. It's got the experience there, you know, when you've got the likes of Rondo, Danny Green, Bradley, you know, all all of them. But it's also got the youth there as well with like Kuzma Quinn Cook, you know, Caruso is relatively young as well. And there's also projects being worked on in the G League. I've been trying to keep an eye on the G League throughout the season, but the likes of Talon Horton and Tucker and Costa Cumpo, Zach Norbel Jr., a bit of a shout-out is that um, in the G League, Gary Payton the second is playing at such an incredible level. He's dropping double doubles for fun, you know, a rebounding point guard. It steals. Sometimes he's been getting near like a quadruple, um, a double, you know, in in that in in the G League. It's it's been incredible. So you are know, really impressed with the um the roster the, the well not the roster, but the Lakers widespread. You know, they're in a really good place at the moment and fingers crossed that they can really push for top honors this season. So like I said, that pretty much rounds up this week's episode. I'm struggling a little bit with my um voice the moment because i'm still ill so i hope you've enjoyed the episode Um, i'm glad that i've been able to um, get back to recording and bringing you another episode of the late late show podcast again i do apologize for the gap that we've had between the last episode and this one Um, but you know thank you very much for your patience and thank you very much for listening to the late late show as always you can find the show on all podcast platforms including apple spotify google etc be sure to subscribe on your preferred podcast platform and check out lakersfanclubuk.com. Uh, there's a lot, it's kind of a new era going on there at the moment. We are looking for contributors. So if you are interested in writing, um, you know, on a voluntary basis for the website and writing about the Lakers, you don't have to have previous experience, but you know, it could be something where you want to build a portfolio Um, you know, it can lead on to other work and, you know, you never really know who's reading your work. Or if you're just new and you want to, you know, to kind of test the waters, do reach out um, on Twitter, which is, well, our Twitter handle, which is at Lakers Fan Club UK. Drop us a DM, drop us a tweet, and we can go back and forth. But anyway, if you're not interested in writing, do check out the website because there's a lot of great articles there from the contributors. Okay? So thanks again for listening, guys. I'll leave it here. And until next time.